Do you really understand the economics of repair versus replace? Well, if you don't, you're going to find out all about it on this week's show. Now, as a technician, it's very important to communicate all the details regarding repair versus replace to your homeowners. In this episode, Drew Cameron's going to walk us through everything we need to point out to the homeowner regarding what's broken, what it will cost to fix, and the expected maintenance on the old system throughout the rest of its life. Take it away, Mr. Drew. Thank you, Wally, and welcome to Cracking the Code. I am your host, Drew Cameron, with Flow Odyssey and EJA Contractor University. And today, we are going to talk about repair versus replace economics. Now, as a technician or as a comfort advisor, when you're in the home having a conversation with a homeowner and they're looking at uh, a re possible repair situation and maybe some criteria like we talked about in a previous Cracking the Code episode, uh, warrants considering replacement, sometimes it's helpful to have some guidelines to help you know, uh, direct that conversation as to you know, does it make more sense to go towards a repair or does it make more sense to go towards a replacement? So in this episode of Repair versus Replace, we're gonna talk about the economics of that. And so looking at the slide here, Basically, when does it make most sense to go ahead and repair versus replace an equipment component, right? Whether it be the furnace, the air conditioner, the heat pump, the boiler, the water heater, whatever the device might be, right? Because customers don't know this, right? Most homeowners inherit the systems that they have in their home when they buy the house. And, and they move every seven and a half to 10 years on average. And so the, this equipment lasts you know, 15, 20 years in most cases if it's been taken care of. And as they inherit this and then they move to the next house, they tend not to have to ever come across replacing it. In fact, what we find in the way of heating and air conditioning is that the average consumer gets to replace their heating and cooling system, heating or cooling system, 1.2 times in their life. So they're not familiar with, you know, when should I do it? How long do these things last? And if they're moving around the country, things last different lengths of time. Like we, uh, like we talk about in air conditioning, an air conditioner installed in Florida on the coast is going to last, have a lifetime, and last far less than an air conditioner installed in the Midwest, right? Number one, because of operating hours, but number two, because of the salt air that's going to go ahead and corrode that machine and shorten its lifespan. So when should a customer go ahead and uh, consider replacement? Well, realize that products manufactured 20 years ago or more uh, were made very durable, right? As we well know, like a, a 1960 Buick if you punch the door, you'd probably break your hand. But if you go ahead and punch a Buick today, you'd probably dent the car and uh, your hand wouldn't you know, uh, sustain any damage. And so machines years ago were built, built in a very durable fashion because also the components that build those machines were also very abundant and, and, and expensive. Today, the, you know, the natural resources are actually getting more scarce and the cost is going up significantly. And so they're building these machines you know, cheaper, but more efficient. And obviously the cost of the machines is, is significantly more because the cost of labor and materials has gone up over time. And so they're not as durable as they once were. While they might be energy sipping today compared to the energy, energy guzzling systems of yesteryear, we have to take that all into consideration. So today products are made to be more energy efficient and reliable, yet are not as durable in the disposable society that we now live in. In fact, the cost of comparable equipment with today's standards and technology is similar in price to older equipment, except obviously as you jump up in the efficiency scale. But your entry-level products 
they haven't really jumped up that much, you know, over the years. Uh, probably in the, in the in this last you know two year span uh, during the uh, pandemic era, we've seen cost jumps, uh, and that might be what we're going to see for the foreseeable future. But understanding that, uh, they've tried to manufacturers have tried to hold the line on that entry level equipment, uh, even though it's gotten better uh, and more technologically advanced. So it may make sense to take an economic feasibility analysis of the machine on a repair versus replace situation. Because I want to say, what is the best value? Is it the best value to repair today, or is it the best value to replace? So looking at the slide and the chart that we have, we're going to go ahead and kind of weigh the scales of justice. And we'll take into consideration a kind of just a, a typical replacement and a typical repair scenario here. So let's look at if a customer's uh, looking to possibly replace, let's say, a blower motor, for example. Uh, and again, I'm giving you some probably conservative numbers here. At a repair investment today is going to be about 600 bucks, let's say, for that blower motor. Standard blower motor, nothing, nothing fancy. If they were to consider replacement, a uh, standard replacement, let's go in, uh, you know, to an R410A air conditioning system, entry-level solution, coil, line set, outdoor pad, disconnect, uh, thermostat, basic system, no bells and whistles, no extended warranties, nothing else extra included. Let's say, for argument's sake, the customers, conservatively speaking, that's why I always like to do this from a conservative approach, is about $6,000, right? Are they gonna have any energy savings over the next two years? Well, if they repair what they have, no, they will not. But if they upgrade to something new and high efficient, we're gonna uh, conservatively save them probably $500 in energy over the next couple of years, let's say. Uh, you know, based on the age of the machine, is it likely that they're gonna face potential repairs in the next two years? Okay, let's assume yes, and let's be conservative and say it's gonna be a simple uh, repair, let, let's say like a contactor or a capacitor. And so let's go ahead and put $200 in for that on the repair side, but they won't have that on the repair side, and so we'll go ahead and credit that out, right? Because they don't have to put that out, they actually get that back by going with a replacement. Uh, there, that goes, that stays in their bank account. And so maintenance, uh, is there any maintenance that's going to be uh, required over the next couple of years? Well, maintenance is always required, even with the existing machine. And so let's say for argument's sake, just on the cooling side, it's $200 over the next two years, but with the new system, we're gonna include two years worth of maintenance, and so you're not gonna put anything out of pocket on that. And then um, the 15 year, what I'll say the 15 year savings to investment ratio. Uh, if we look at the life of the machine, uh, you know, conservatively speaking, 15 years, let's go ahead and especially, uh, specifically for air conditioning, furnaces might be 20 or boilers might be 20, 25. But what is the savings to investment ratio? Well, in this particular case, I'm going to go, going to take the energy savings times 15 years, and I'm going to go ahead and add in the, um, the repair and uh, divide that by the system, you know, the cost of the system. And that gets me a savings to investment ratio of 1.28. And what you come to find out, any number over one says that's a good investment, right? Because you're making more than you're investing. You're saving more than you're investing in this particular case. Uh, future replacement. When do, you know, might the customer have to replace this? Well, if it's getting up there in age, you may think you're going to replace this in two years. Well, and if you do, conservatively speaking, you're looking at a 3% you know, cost of inflation. Well, I don't know about you all, but this year in 2021, most contractors have had three, four, or five price increases in, in a 12-month window of time between 2021 and 2022. And so, 
And some of those uh, price increases have been as much as 8% multiple times. So 3% is a very conservative inflation number. And so we factor in the inflation number. And again, uh, that $6,000 system today becomes $6,360 in two years. We don't worry about that, obviously, if we're replacing the system today. What is the warranty going to be on the repair? Typically going to be one year on the parts, maybe 90 days on the labor. Some of you do longer than that, but you could factor that in. And on a new system, it might be five years parts, 10 years parts, 10 years parts and labor, whatever it is that your company includes, you can kind of talk about that. And then what is the system capacity and efficiency? Well, the old thing is, let, let's say, a three ton and six sear, and the new, ton, the new thing is going to be a three ton and 14 sear. And so just kind of noting that. And so when you add that all up, the repair is, you know, today, within the next two years, making that decision to repair today over the next two years, costs that customer $7,360. But if they make the replacement decision today, it actually costs them $5,500. Why? Because we're taking uh, credit for some of the energy and repair cost savings that we're going to realize by putting a tourniquet on repairs, by putting in a brand new system, and saving them energy, along with all the other benefits that they get by replacing the system. So, um, as you can see here, an SIR number, like I said, the greater than one means the, the investment pays for itself. And the lower, uh, the lower number is better, a better investment today for the future. Meaning when you look to the replacement side, the lower the number, that's the direction that you might want to consider going. I never tell a customer that's what they should do. I say you may, therefore may want to consider replacement because the numbers bear out that it looks like it's a better investment today for the long term, right? You could also run this not just on the next two years, you could also run it on what you and the homeowner agree, conservatively speaking, is what you believe the useful remaining life of the existing machine. Instead of two years, you might say five years and change all the numbers accordingly, okay? And so, uh, as you go ahead and kind of work yourself through the mathematics and mechanics of this chart, um, I invite you to reach out and have a conversation with me. If this isn't clear and you want to you know, run some scenarios by me, uh, happy to do so. But when you kind of weigh the scales of justice, repair versus replace, and you apply an economic analysis, I think it bears out pretty clearly for a homeowner what makes the most sense from an economic standpoint. An economic standpoint may not be the only thing they want to consider, but in many cases, obviously, money you know, does kind of you know, determine what a lot of people will do. So. Until the next time, I'm Drew Cameron, and I look forward to seeing you on another Cracking the Code. Awesome content right there, as always, from Mr. Drew Cameron. Now, if you want more content like this in your inbox every Monday, fill out the form to the right of this video, and you'll get it every single week. Well, that's it for now, folks. We appreciate you joining us. We'll see you next time, and until then, bye-bye for now.